drop. Sonia Parker once said, almost everyone will make a good first impression, but only a few will make a good lasting impression. I don't know if you could say that or not for this movie. Uh, it really didn't make a good first impression, but it definitely, definitely has made a lasting impression. And I am equivocating tonight's movie to a bottle of wine because it is aging gracefully. And by the time the night's through, we'll be having, we'll be, uh, by the time the night's through, you will be a believer when we prom we promise you that. Uh, strap in, kids. We're talking about Suicide Squad. Welcome back, everybody, to the Beak. Podcast, a show where we celebrate the silver linings of the silver screen. Tonight uh, is a big one, and I am super, super excited uh, for not only uh, my wonderful guests here, but for this movie in general. Um, just an awesome, awesome flick, and one that I did not appreciate very much the first time I saw it, um, but having now watched it two or three times since then, ooh. Oh my goodness gracious, it is oh, it is so good. And uh, it's it's one of these films that the more you watch, the more you notice. Um, it is a lot deeper swimming pool than uh, what meets the eye, so to speak. So like I said at the beginning, we're talking about Suicide Squad. But first, I want to introduce, introduce you to a couple wonderful freaking people that I am just so honored and jacked to have here at the studio. Um, our first guest is a returning friend to the Be Kind Rewind. You may have remembered her from the Avengers episode. Uh, I'm excited because now uh, she's back to talk about something that she actually gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we had her, uh, I had her watch a movie that she didn't even know existed until the, like a couple days before. <laughs> Trying to sell something that you just didn't really get behind. It was a hard one, but... Uh, uh, I, I'm glad that she started to come back. She is a full-time student uh, here in town. She uh, actually is uh, double majoring in chemistry and biology. So she will either be a supervillain or a superhero in the future. <laughs> um, she is a member of the Treasure Valley Avengers, which is, y'all know, is a, a group that I'm a part of as well. Uh, she plays uh, Spider-Gwen as as well as many other characters, right? You've got some new car characters coming coming out? Harley Quinn when we do our DC show. Yeah, we're gonna be, we are yeah. going to be doing a, a, a DC show. And we, I can't really say you're debuting a character because you are Harley Quinn through and through, <laughs> uh, just like our other guests. So it's uh, a pleasure. Uh, Ms. Tabitha Howell, please uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Ooh, so thank you for having me back. I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to have you. And then... Across the table, um, she is a dance instructor um, in Meridian. She's a mother of two. She has fiance she calls Batman. Um, <laughs> I had uh, the great fortune to work uh, with this person uh, two years in a row um, doing an annual uh, dance show 
that uh, will always, always, always go down as some of my favorite times ever on stage. Uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to do some things uh, that uh, you know young performers ever dream of. I got to perform in a circus tent in an actual honest to God mm-hmm. circus show. And then we also did uh, an Arkham Asylum uh, DC show. Um, she dances, uh, or she does dance, blah, blah, blah. You know, words people say, <laughs> me not so much. <laughs> she actually dances uh, under the name Harley Quinzel. Um, I know her as uh, Lena, and she is just an absolute delight. And Lena, thank you so much Aww, for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Joey. Oh, I am. Uh, I'm excited uh, to be here. Oh, I'm just jacked. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I've got me and two Harley Quinns here, and I oh I want to get into this because I'm I'm just super super excited. So most people, when you talk about this film, hate it. Absolutely hate it. Is that something that? Uh, uh, no, what I gotta be thoughts? surprised. The first time I watched it, I find it. I found it really enjoying. You found like, it enjoying. I, I found it very enjoyable. Like, uh, um, I thought I thought they did a good job. Um, it felt like it could have been great. You know, I'll be honest. So there's a few spots that that fell a little short mm-hmm. of my expectation, but really not many. It was still really entertaining. Um, Especially for that kind of anti-hero, mm-hmm. super villain versus comic book heroes mm-hmm. uh, type of feel that it had. And they were very true to a lot of the characters from what I understand them from the comics and what I've read of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt like their interpretation of a lot of the characters was actually really good. Yeah, um, I got to say Jared Leto's Joker. Um, and I know this is most people will disagree with me here, but um, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I was very impressed. Uh, so I I know that's not a popular stance no, on the I... thing, but I just about cried when she like fell out of the helicopter mm-hmm. and goes rolling, and like her reaction and everything was just so incredibly spot on. And it was. It, it was. was it was just beautifully acted. Some phenomenal actors. I know a lot of people didn't like Will Smith as Deadshot. I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Will Smith as Deadshot. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what were your first impressions uh, in this movie when it came out? Okay, first off, all you haters. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, when I first watched it, when I watched it the second time, when I watched it the third time, and fourth, and so on, and even today. Um, <laughs> I. I'm more of a Marvel fan. I do like some DC. Uh, Harley Quinn is obviously my favorite character. Um, second is Poison Ivy, and then third is Deadshot. But so you were a fan of Deadshot? Yes. From the yes. movie or from the comics? From so from the Arrow TV or yeah, he was an Arrow. Yeah, the Arrow mm-hmm. TV show. Oh, with, Deadshot was on Arrow. Yeah. Okay. With, uh, he was. Oh my God, I can't remember who he was. That's now. all right. Manu Bennett was who played him. Okay. Um, and I met him. By the oh, way. did you? Yep. He was great. Dead um, shot on. You said Arrow. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Unless I'm thinking wrong. Nope, I'm looking it up right now. 
no, he's Deathstroke. That's I'm a bad I'm a bad person. You're not I'm a sorry. bad you're not a bad person at all. So many death <laughs> death dead. Yeah. See yeah, that's Deathstroke. What, see, I so it's just uh, for me it's an unpopular opinion because I'm not a comic guy. Yeah. I don't read a lot of comics. I read The Watchmen and then I read like an elf comic when I was a kid. Like that's it. So the only thing that I know from the superheroes is what they show me. So yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't before that movie I couldn't pick Deadshot out of oh he's he's a guy that he's a character that exists. Hardly any of those characters from the Suicide Squad. Like the ones that I especially from DC, I mean you know your you know your your Batman and your rogue your his rogues gallery, you know, I mean you know the Joker. I knew of Harley Quinn. Um I was ever I was always kind of too old for the Batman show, so I never really watched the Batman cartoons, so like I said, I knew who Harley Quinn was, but I didn't know really how that would transfer, if at all, well on on film or not. But uh, it's the same problem with the Marvel movies. Like, I okay, cool. I didn't know who the hell these characters are. Like, yeah. it's Captain Marvel. I didn't know who that There's was. There's been a few of them that have come out, especially with Marvel, that I have purposefully not researched them because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with them from comics. Yeah. So... The only ones that I did a little bit of research after the fact. I mean, you can't, you kind of like look into the characters to see where they came from. But I was right. really curious about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that um, one's fascinating. The, yeah, because especially at the end of the second one, like they're supposed to. Apparently, that's like the original. Yep. They, they it's have the original little, group. It's like a cameo. Origi- as a cameo. So I looked yeah. into that, which is a really great tie-in, because this film, The Suicide Squad, is completely different from everything that I remember is completely different from what they originally set out to make. Oh, definitely. Because of this because of 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that's yeah. why it's almost serendipitous now that 4 years later James Gunn's coming back to do the sequel to this because they changed it to match that. Yeah, they switched up a lot of things because of its success. Mm-hmm. Um and I honestly don't think they should have. I think um, they already had a good product. They, you know. I I think that they did. I think that they just, they took what, I feel like they took what they thought worked in the Guardians and used that. Yeah, like, I don't know just, if they were so accurate about just what it was. Throwing, just it throwing works. familiar songs in there and doesn't make it a a, a compelling story, no. so to speak. No. But yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we are in agreement then the, the story itself and the kind of the way it plays out. There is some weak moments. And oh, there's definitely. Various, there's, it moves right along in others some scenes like for me it was really hard when they were putting the group together in the prison Mm -hmm. because they're like they they take them out and they see what they can do and then the next scene you see them ripping them out of their 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 cells like like it just and i guess that plays out fairly realistically like you don't you know from day to day what you're going to do with one of your prisoners i guess no but yeah um there's there's like a weird little sideline actually about that oh yeah yeah so uh when everything's going down in midway city there's this odd little like random sideline some guy talking into a phone that says get amanda waller and her whole circus here like Mm -hmm. and it's this random just little side if you're not paying attention you totally miss it and then it goes into the next thing but it's the whole explanation you get yeah that's it get her circus here yeah um i mean you get that you know the setup is there a bunch of villains that they put together but it just it, to me that's that that was kind of a weird weird aspect to me so yeah um i mean there were a ton of awkward moments but um 
back to what I was kind of saying yeah, earlier, please. like, because um, of my mix-up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be here. Good. Have <laughs> same good. names. Uh, You're good. Deadshot is in Arrow, by the way. Oh, is by he? Michael Rowe. Um, so I was also half correct, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I did know who uh, the, some of the the characters were before. Um, like I knew, you know, obviously Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I knew Deadshot. Um, I knew Killer Croc. Yeah, I knew. Kill- um, <clears throat> and and uh, I think that was it. I think I just knew the three. Um, and then. Uh, oh, I you know what I I knew Enchantress before. Oh, did you? Um, because Marvel also has an Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Oh, does? Oh, yeah, they do. Yep. They do. Um, and so I did research on both of them, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's what I did. But I, um, I thought Enchantress was awesome, yes. and that was oh. another character. Who was like, man, I want some more of that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So rad. Yeah. So rad. I uh, I collect Funko Pops, and I made sure to keep my the the Enchantress one. Yeah. When I was going through and culling a lot of the ones out, I was like, oh no, she's awesome, and I'm keeping her because that's a rad. <laughs> She's just a cool. I, I really dug it, and it's a shame that it's not explored more. No, oh, definitely. Uh, Lena, you said before that there was more story there in the original. Yeah, so there's there's a lot actually. If you uh, read the novelization of this movie, there's a lot of implication that there was a lot of reordering. Mm-hmm. Um, that the studio was like, ah, no, it'll flow better if we if you know if we put this first or we put that first or you know we don't want to leave these guys at, you know till later you know mm-hmm. so they. It, it's, it's a little frustrating because uh, if you read the novelization, it kind of starts out with Enchantress. So it starts out with June Moore, like, finding, you know, Which the it tomb. Yeah, I mean, because it sets her up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it's like she's just kind of sprinkled periodically. So it's like they'll kind of focus on some a couple of other characters for a moment, and then they'll put her back in. And mm-hmm. they'll focus on a couple of other people, and then they'll tie her back in. So there's not, uh, yeah, it's not a footnote. I mean, you yeah. said that earlier. We were talking yeah, like movie, she's she's not so much a footnote. Like you, you really, you get the sense like she's going to be important, and she is important from the very beginning. She's basically the the MacGuffin of the film. Like, okay, yeah. this is all this is all this character amounts to is just your plot device to get these people here. She, right. She's yeah. Not, and she, you know, in the novelization, she's definitely set up as more than that. They spend a little bit more time with uh, uh, kind of how she finds Enchantress and mm-hmm. how the two of them become bound together and uh, all the dynamics of, of that mm-hmm. and about her being kind of a risk taker and, you know, being having these people drag her out into the middle of nowhere where she really shouldn't be and mm-hmm. being so motivated as June and so, you know, such a gung-ho Mm-hmm. you know, a strong female character and then being taken over by this thing she has no control over. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool dynamic because uh, in the book, like, she's a very strong person herself. Only Enchantress just makes her look like scum, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it makes her look like dirt. She doesn't yeah. look strong at all next to that, you know, at no, all. Not and at all. having that kind of residing in the same body as someone that's already very strong-willed, I thought was really interesting. Um, so I missed that. For as brief as she is in the movie, especially as June, she's tragic. Oh, she's very. Oh, so tragic. Because you know from what, how, how it's presented is that she's an unwitting 
accomplice to this person yeah. and she's enslaved by this this evil witch queen yeah it's, looks cool and she's because yeah she looks rad she as looks hell, awesome but, um <laughs> but it's it's very she's not by any shape or form like an accomplice like she's she's being held hostage so that, yeah. that those scenes where she does come out and she's scared is freaking heartbreaking and, and oh, borderline it is. triggering it is. like oh my goodness yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, it's part of the reason I wish they would have included the stuff that's in the novelization is because it's even more tragic when you realize who she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to see more of that. Like, I get their point on like what they did in the movie. So, I, you know, I took a film class in the summer and them like showing her and then going back and then showing her again. You're mm-hmm. like, I should probably pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. She seems important. It's yeah. the whole the whole gun yeah. on the wall thing. Yep. If you're gonna show it, you gotta use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I just wish like at, you know, after the refresh of watching the movie, I just wish there was more of her destruction. You know, it it, it just kind of felt rushed. Blab, but yeah. yeah, rushed. Because feel- it was like the last thirty minutes of the movie. If Mm -hmm. that, and Mm -hmm. I get the, you got to introduce all the Suicide Squad, and I liked uh, the majority of that, but. I I think some of the time they didn't pick the right moments, you know what I mean? I feel like Mm -hmm. they had a wealth of stuff to work from, and they kind of had to pick and choose what they were going to use to introduce these Mm -hmm. characters. And I think sometimes that they actually, although I did still find them compelling, I think sometimes they picked the wrong material. Mm-hmm. Like Joker and Harley, there was there was better stuff they could have picked. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and they and they chose not to and that baffles me as to why. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the same with all the characters though. Mm-hmm. Like they they had a wealth of material to work with that they could have introduced them a different way. And I don't, you know, it's it's a mystery as to why they chose what they did. Yeah. Well, you know, it comes down to time budgeting and right. you know, god, what's going on right now? Uh, what's happening with any movie that's going to come out in the next few years it's just uh, it's going to take a lot longer you, you yeah. gotta kind of dive deep into what's happening in the production as well mm-hmm. so there's they have limited resources or they have limited uh, anything um, so I get I get where it's kind of where they're coming from uh, that's why I I am a movie lover, even if like some movies, like this one for instance, um, which I made um, a point to to say when I took my film class. They were like, "Oh, you know, what's the uh, worst movie you've seen, or whatever?" And then you know, or it was something like that. That bad movies we were mm-hmm. talking about, and I'm like, you know what? Everyone says Suicide Squad is terrible, but it's not really, not to me because I'm just. I appreciate movies. Movies are adaptations of books mm-hmm. or comics. It's not meant to be exactly like it, people would like for it to be exactly like, like some things, but it's an adaptation. So you just got to go at that mindset that it's not going to be the same. There's a Neil Gaiman quote that basically <laughs> talks about that. And he's, he's, he's one of those that's very against a literal translation of his work. 
Because he's like, it just doesn't read well in different formats. Like what reads on stage versus what reads in the comics versus what reads in a book versus what reads in a movie. Yeah. You you can't duplicate one with the other with the other using the same format and have it work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like going on a side note real quick. We're not going to talk about Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about How to Train a Dragon for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that book is nothing like the movie. And mm-hmm. the the creator of the book, she absolutely, they the the producers and everything, they, the director, you know, showed her the movie, and she absolutely loved it. She loved the differences, and and that's mm-hmm. that's a a thing you got to appreciate too. So definitely, I love How to Train a Dragon. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot, of, especially if they're going to do children's books or things yeah. like. There's nothing. There's not a lot there. No. There really isn't. I mean, they did two hours of the Polar Express movie. Yeah, that's like there's not much there to go on, and they <laughs> had to fill in these the gaps. A lot of expansion. That See, that's that's kind of uh, the the very tightrope thing you have to do when you're doing a movie like this. Yeah, well, and especially with comic books too, mm-hmm. like you are filling in a lot of things that read in a comic mm-hmm. that just flat out don't read on a screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got to give them that. I know a lot of it was translation. Um, you know, well, translating one to the other and how do we keep it within a certain time limit where people are going to still be entertained, but still be pretty true to the source material. You know, and I think, in my opinion, that's probably something Marvel, you know, stresses about a lot as well is how do we stay true to the source material, really represent these characters that everybody loves, or maybe even characters nobody even knows. You know, how do we how do we introduce them in a way that... Make that's, them that they care about. Yeah, yeah. How do we make people care about, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy where, you know... Yeah, you couldn't have done that lot, 10 years ago. You a lot of the people did not know the source material. It wasn't a wildly no. popular piece. Well, even before Iron Man came out, Iron Man was a joke. Like, they're like, really Iron yeah. Man? Like, no one gave a shit about <laughs> Iron Man. I did. And beyond, <laughs> like, yeah, that was, like, okay, just, it's, it's Iron Man. And they made it mean something. Yeah. This is, I, I, for me, looking at these, this movie and everything from the, you know, the DCU, they were, they had, you know, Marvel had a six-year head start. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately with DC, whoever was deciding on what came out and in what order learned nothing from from <laughs> yeah. what Marvel did. They watched everything Marvel did and learned nothing from it <laughs> at all. In one ear, out the other. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah. They basically, what Marvel did, and to their credit, I mean, because especially with these types of things, I mean, they ended up throwing everything there at the, at the wall, but they... They were very, very smart to their credit to do the slow burn. Mm-hmm. We have here's an Iron Man movie. Spend some time with Iron Man, get to know him, and then oh, you liked that? Here's what, what came next was um, Thor, I think Thor. I think yeah. so. Yeah, Thor, Captain America, and still like, all right, spend some time with Captain America. Spend some time with Thor. Spend some time with. Gets, here's a little bit of Hulk for you. You know, Hulk doesn't need its own his own movie, I don't think. But not really. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> spend some time. Cool. You got to know those guys. Cool. Here's all of them. Now they're gonna do something. All right. Cool. Now we're gonna come back a little bit. We're gonna take Thor out. We're gonna give him something more to do. Here's some more for Captain America to do. Here's some more for Iron Man to do. 
We're going to um, introduce this new person Take here. some time. And then, yeah, we're going to sprinkle in. And even when they get things wrong, I don't think they gave, I don't think they did Falcon aesthetically justice. Because when I look at oh, Falcon, yeah. when I look at the comic book Falcon, I don't see the Falcon from the movie. I, I don't see now granted the falcon in the sh- in the comic is, is he's white and red he's got a big cartoon wingspan but <laughs> it just didn't but i still like anthony mack i still think he, the falcon is rad so they they slow burn these things mm-hmm. and then okay cool you got you see that here's some more here's here's uh here's scarlet witch here's vision you know even, even when they do things wrong uh mcu they screwed over my boy quicksilver Oh, they totally yeah. just yeah. Of course, they couldn't compete with Jason Peter uh, with uh, Evan Peters from the X Men movies. They just yeah. couldn't compete no, with that. That was that the gold that, standard. No. <laughs> that that should have like. They, I would have rather have not even have him in there because there's no sense to have him and kill him off and just be used. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, spoiler from eight movies ago. But <laughs> yeah, so seen then it you've yet. got Oops. that. And then, okay, and now let's do something crazy off the wall. Here's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've gone on record many times as saying that Guardians of the Galaxy saved that franchise, saved it's those really movies, because I don't think they would have ended as strongly as they did without Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I know that's not people like, oh, come on now. But no, seriously, because look at what was coming out before that. You had uh, Thor Dark World. You had Age of Ultron. You had... Nah, uh, it, Guardians was before Age of Ultron. Was it before yep. Age of Ultron? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that like, was just really their introduction. Like yeah, they hadn't like, been like assimilated. Like, I would say they were yet, getting they know? were getting kind of dark and kind of brooding, and then Guardian comes along and says, "Hey, we can make this a freaking circus. Just go wackadoo, and make have our people that are in these movies look like they're having a good time. Awesome. Let's do that." And then it revitalized the the, the yeah. what they were trying to do. Now, now, now getting back to DC. They just, to me, they just looked at that and goes, okay, cool. So our first movie is Superman. The second movie, he's going to fight Batman. Our third movie is going to be <laughs> all of them. Here's the Suicide Squad. Both of them will have different, like, and I and Joker's going to be in the Suicide Squad movie as well. But we're not going to do anything with him before that. But no, with you're the never, new Joker. Yeah, yeah. So. and it's going to be a Joker that everybody's going to look at him and puke. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going to, and... I didn't. There I was thought no. He was hot. No, it, <laughs> he was. And, uh, and now, what? Well, Joker's not supposed to be. Eh. And I was like, you know, I'm. I I liked his. So, Joker. but he is. If you read the comics, so and, if you read the comics, it's. Uh, so Batman actually sits in the Mobius chair and he asks for an answer as to who Joker is. There is no one Joker. There's actually three mm-hmm. different people that have taken on that persona. So if you look at it from the comic book perspective, he is the epitome of the gangster Joker persona. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And having that be the one that Harley Quinn falls in love with, I think really makes sense. I I think I I, I would venture to say a more of like a a modern gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nicholson, I mean, that's... Oh, well, yeah, that's that's like classic. That's like Dick Tracy gangster. But they're basically the same character. So that's... Basically, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, this is a modern take on what he did. On what he would look like. On what he would look like nowadays. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they... Let's get back to what I was saying, like... All right, and then we're going to do the. You never got any time to spend. You never got a chance to spend. You know how come the the DC movies when it's just about one person are the best? Man mm-hmm. of Steel is pretty revealed. Pretty is pretty 
that people like that. Man of, I've never even seen Man of Steel, but people really liked that. People loved Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman is freaking amazing yeah. because you get to spend some time with the character, give them some you know bullshit person to, that they're only going to fight in this one movie, and and but you really get to care about that you, person. Yeah. So bringing them up again is a draw for just them. In and yeah, of to itself. go from yeah to go from Batman go from. Yeah, to go from Superman to Batman and Superman to the Justice League to uh, that's why I thought Aquaman was such a fun movie too, and oh, yeah. and and Wonder Woman was just so damn good. Uh, yeah, Marvel spent their time building to these these tent poles. Suicide Squad to me would have been a perfect ending to like a Phase Two. Of, oh yeah, of, or a beginning of a Phase Three of the DC movies after you've had. Uh, Batman, you can put your Batman versus Superman as you're leading into phase two, like build to these things. Mm-hmm. So when you watch a movie like the Justice League, by then you've seen, you 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 know who you like because you've watched them for two hours. Yeah, I think with DC, um, it's almost this assumption that people know them from other places. Like they've watched, they you know, the so animated well or they've TV. watched or they've watched yeah, the TV uh, or they've, wa- you know, they've read the comics. There's almost this assumption that they already know. So yeah. why spend the time? And but, I'm like, well, no, eh. but you're not presenting what you've given us on the show. You right. Can, you know the slow burn because you've got your TV shows that yeah, you are exactly. freaking amazing at. People still, Arrow's over, right? And people still love Arrow. I don't Flash know. is almost over, I think. Flash um, is on season seven. Yeah, Flash is, and, you know, all these, you know, they, they can do the slow burn. They've got the, the, the tomorrow, the, I don't know, those, the, the something of tomorrow. I don't know. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, Legends they've got all tomorrow. the, yeah, the Black Lightning. So they've got all these shows, so they know how to do it slow, like you would have to build to it build to a logical conclusion in a story arc but the movies they just well, but throw then they whatever. don't do it in the movies no that's yeah. the problem and they get to and so you know you look at this and you just know you just know that they 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 had their they had their their harley and joker story they've had the this the building of the super suicide squad they've got this uh uh june uh judy moon character and they watched Probably Guardians of the Galaxy. And they thought, oh, crap, let's do that. And then they threw a whole bunch of, of familiar songs into it, made it really quick and fast in places, yep. and just cut their legs. There. I mean, they had so yeah. much meaty stuff. We were talking about this earlier, about all these deleted scenes of yeah. this this backstory that's there that they just cut their legs out from underneath because... They thought, well, they just want it funny and, and I mean, and Joker and the Harley was like the obvious one. Uh, and See, there's actually some stuff they shied away from it being so dark. And I think, again, that's the influence of Guardians, um, mm-hmm. which I think they still came out with a good product. I totally disagree no, with no, people. Yeah, I still think it was a good product. Yeah, I mean, But I don't think it's what it could have been. Correct. Correct. So let's talk about what's good here. Because I mean, we could go all day about what they could have done, what they should have done. I mean, there's... Personally, Joker Harley needed to be its own movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. Needed absolutely. to be its oh, own absolutely. movie. Suicide Squad with no Joker in it at all. Um should have been well, I think Joker would have would have been a nice like it side been nice. character, like cameo character, but I feel like Maybe. he was you know, perhaps more of a cameo character than one that you know, but they should have just say thrown they, in there and been like eh. They 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 redeemed themselves though with the Harley Quinn movie though. Because oh, that's that phenomenal. Was just, I mean, that's yeah. 
I loved it. So good. Oh God, I love. Oh, I love Birds of Prey. Speaking of that, have you seen the uh, Harley Quinn TV series, the animated one? No, but oh, I hear it's, it's so awesome. good. It it's hilarious. So good. They made her buy in that, didn't they? Didn't they straight up? Well, she is she in the comic books too. Yeah. 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 All the, uh, the the best characters are, are by or pan. That's oh, yeah. they're so good. Yep. <laughs> uh, sorry she is, is that a coming out thing very, uh, <laughs> she is very deadpool i gotta be honest like oh, if you read if you're if you're a fan of the comic books at all like she is a very deadpool-esque character she is definitely dc's deadpool she is and it's perfect i mean it just is yeah. absolutely holy crap uh it is absolutely it it plays perfect uh as that i want to show you guys something real quick while we're talking about it yeah um uh, i mean and that totally shined in the birds of prey movie mm-hmm. just absolutely shined also the harley quinn tv series is not kid approved not kid approved at all just it's because it's a cartoon so do many, not have your children watch it with so you. many <laughs> f-bombs um and that's where the yeah. you know the Deadpool part comes in. Like that's that stuff's rated R. <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure. Like the, I should have counted how many times in one episode, but it was just ridiculous. And then there's, you know, the, at least they censor one word, but it's dropped like four or five times, and it's just like wow, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I sent it to you guys when I was going to oh, do it. I'm going to put it, probably, probably end up putting it on the Facebook page. Um, so what they did right. Now, when I first saw this movie, I'm like, wow, there's a lot there that uh, it's like, huh, a lot different. I remember when the first trailer dropped, it was really breezy. It was a, it was that nice, just chef kiss, slow burn. It was, uh, she was, it was Harley doing her athletic stuff inside of her cell mm-hmm. with the, uh, um, I started a joke song. Ugh. It's really yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. It's almost like you almost want to cry. It's just it's like so beautiful. It's very haunting. Yeah. It's very beautiful. I'm like, okay, this is something special. This is this is going to be fantastic. And then I saw it, and I, I thought Harley was rad. I really liked Enchantress. Um, the Will Joker. Smith's Deadshot was really good. Yes, I there is really, some stuff there. Really enjoyed that. that. Really was awesome. That I didn't pick up really well in the first time. That's what I was talking about the first impressions because, like, okay, like yeah, there was a lot to be. I mean, there was really wackadoo things. I mean, if you, at first glance, like the Enchantress is just doing this hula for a half thingy. hour, this hula <laughs> thing, this weird hula thing for an hour. And there's just so many things like, uh, what's that one dude, uh, the Native American dude that just gets killed like right away? Slipknot or Slipknot, something. Yeah. Slipknot, yeah. Slipknot. Or something. The only reason I remember that was because of the band Slipknot. Because of the band Slipknot. <laughs> like, so this guy is but just like, a ropes master? Awesome. And then, oh, well, never yeah, mind. He's immediately dead. dead. Like, yeah. I, that's just a, like a, uh, I mean, it's I really the, a, a crap shot. Like, it's to you know show that hey we mean this so we really need some character that y'all don't care about to to have this happen too because you know if it happened to you know Deadshot then everyone would be upset if yeah well not happened. Deadshot necessarily but I almost wish they would have killed off a character that we knew like, at least a little bit about yeah 
You know, that people were like, hey, this is a really cool character. I can't wait to see more of them. And then wham, mm-hmm. they're dead. dead. You know, <laughs> and, and and kept the other guy that was randomly introduced around. Yeah. And expanded on him. Because I, I almost feel like that would have been more true to kind of the spirits yeah. of Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. But Just, you know, again, hearkening back to, you know, the animated stuff and the comic and, you know, all those kind of things and talking about it doesn't have to be identical to the source material to still do the source material justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same as even, like, How to Train Your Dragon. Like, obviously, if the author of that loved it that much, then even though the source material and the finished product for the movie didn't match, she still did those characters, you know, or he still did those characters justice. Yeah. You know, he still did a good job with the spirit of the thing. Oh, absolutely. Even yeah, if even it wasn't the, verbatim. Yeah, even the, like, the new creation of Toothless. Toothless wasn't this beautiful night fury. It was just a little terrible terror. Was uh, it really? That had no teeth and was super he little wasn't tiny. A, he wasn't a he, giant puppy? No, he was no. not. Well, yeah. Toothless is based off a of black cat. The... Um, I can't remember. It was someone's uh, black cat. Um, I don't think it was like oh, the okay. producer or something, but someone who had um, business with the movie uh, was oh, their okay. black cat and cool. uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch oh, was right the, the inspiration as well. But makes yeah. sense. Um, back so. to the the Suicide Squad. Um, the it's a dirty move to to introduce someone that means so little and then to off them mm-hmm. and you i get the why cheap. i get the why but i i i think it could have been played differently yeah, yeah. for sure um because he seemed also like i kind of want to know this guy i mean he was somebody to me that stood out when i'm looking at these cast of people i'm like oh wow cool i want for one he i believe he, he was a native american and like if you mm-hmm. want to start getting into representation, like, sweet, you've got to actually have an actual Native American character here and who's a ropes master, like, even better. Yeah. And, oh, well, never mind. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. just keep moving on. Throw this guy away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it could have been literally anybody. And it couldn't even, he didn't yeah. really even need to have a name, honestly. Yeah. If you're going to name him and, like, get to know him. I mean, it would be different if, like, that was Will Smith's character or... When they do the whole scream thing where they bring in a famous person and then off them right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for, holy crap, you know, this is a shock value, but here's here's some a garbage person that we're just going to throw away. It doesn't do them justice. But yeah. so, again, let's, let's go about the stuff that's awesome. Will Smith's character, Deadshot. There's, there was a little thing there that I thought was just absolutely brilliant. Um, when they give him his table full of guns they tell him to do stuff and he's pointing he's like you're not gonna really the pin's gone like it's not and then he, he actually shoots it and he goes what does he do he smells it yeah because this guy's been in jail i mean this is what this guy did and he's been in jail he hasn't smelt that in a long time and it was a very oh like a, a very human like moment change. There. Like, you guys gave me a real gun yeah and he like Gosh. smelled the smoke and <laughs> yeah. was like yeah you could tell like yeah this I'm is alive. more yeah this is well, I mean, it Will Smith a is, is a him. phenomenal actor and like having those little moments that I feel like, you know, people just didn't give enough credit to that, mm-hmm. you know, Very like cool. I found him brilliant like that. He was cool. And also that kind of, um, so even, you know, in the comic books and stuff like that, like if you know anything about the character Deadshot, like even a tiny bit at all, um, like that flip 
between mm-hmm. kind of that professional hitman and then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of who he is outside of that. It's almost like a performer walking on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, that rush of adrenaline. And it's almost like, mm-hmm. you know, your your persona when you're off and your persona when you're on are kind of separate but yet joined, mm-hmm. you know. And I think Will Smith did a beautiful job oh, representing that. It was and, so well represented. And the, and the fact that he was a hitman, you can easily, I mean, that's been written off thousands of times in movies. Oh, he's a hitman. So he can still be a sympathetic. Look at John Wick. Yeah. Like this guy kills people, you know, for the fun of it almost. And you still, you still like him. You're still, he's still a sympathetic character. And Will Smith pulled that off brilliantly. Oh, just awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Um, And a lot of the characters had these little ticks and these little things that I didn't notice at first, like the killer croc. Mm-hmm. When he walks, he walks side to side like an yeah. alligator. Oh my god! I didn't notice that. Oh, I did really well the first time because I've I, honestly just even some of his posturing and stuff like as an actor did. and mm-hmm. like you know being able to do that through all the special effects mm-hmm. makeup and all of that like and have that stuff still mm-hmm. read like that's really talented. It mm-hmm. is it is really really great. Yeah, and that when he's talking about how they he, he was treated like a monster, so that's what he became. Yeah, yeah, like, oh it's my pretty gosh. deep. Yeah. Like, it's, it's some good stuff. That's why I love when he gets when he gets his payment for what he did for in the movie. It's his his cell is brighter and he has a TV and it like yeah. almost looks like he's got a couch. Like, he, he's actually more of a man or like yeah. a person, so to it's speak. Like now, a, so. the you are what you eat. So it's you, exactly you eat what you, mm-hmm. you eat. So what he's you just gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Captain Boomerang is freaking ridiculously awesome. I love Captain. Oh, he's Boomerang. such a great character. <laughs> oh my was. gosh! Like I liked him when I first saw it, and then when I watched him last night, I'm like, oh man, oh, I need me a, a Captain Boomerang costume. Oh yeah, like post haste. Like, oh, and I gotta say, awesome. I loved the little call out to him in Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. where she just walks by the poster and she's like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I know that guy. yes, yes. And I'm so excited they're bringing him back in the next Suicide Squad. Yes, movie. he is a wonderful character and i'm i'm he is really impressed with that choice yeah mm-hmm. you know to bring him back and uh so yeah he's coming he back fun. and then they recast he will smith no no it's a different character it, oh it's not it's not no. deadshot no it oh is it not isn't deadshot. really no oh i thought it was deadshot oh, no okay. from everything that i've read and and looked up so far i don't believe it is deadshot they okay. did not recast him because that is i would be so and well, I, I think they, a lot of that is because will smith Elba, did so, so good. it's not like it's not like they He's a similar character, I believe. Uh, I'm actually not familiar with who he is. They should have just made him someone just like Deathstroke then or someone. Just go full bore because there's so many good characters at DC. Bloodsport. There we go. Bloodsport is his name? Okay. Basically, though, I mean, from standing back, it's like, okay, that's the the same analog. Oh, I think um, people would have been upset if they would have recast Deadshot because... I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, if anybody could like do it justice, that character is Idris Elba. I mean, it's not like it's like some right, right. no name that they threw in there to take over Will Smith's character. No, it's Idris Elba. Like he's gonna make it his own, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, well, I'm still holding back the hope that they're gonna do another Suicide Squad and they'll bring Deadshot back in. With... Oh, that would be rad. Well, yeah. there's nothing about this that doesn't say it's gonna be amazing because I mean, you look at so like the this one. Uh, cost $175 million. Holy crap, right? But they made uh, $746.8 million. So they quadrupled their money, 
But that doesn't always translate well to, well, is it something that we're going to invest into again? And right. clearly they yeah. didn't at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, because as a whole, they more or less just abandoned everything that they were doing over there. That's what I don't understand about what DC, like every other week you hear about a new Batman movie coming out. And you <laughs> with a different a, guy. <laughs> yeah, with a different person doing something else. Yep. And uh, like- I've always maintained that Batman... Uh, not to go too far off away from this, but it, it matters because he's in it. But Batman should have, I mean, that's your mark. That's that's your seat filler, right, is Batman. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't need to be in every movie. In yeah. fact, people will go see a movie that just talks about Batman with the hopes <laughs> that maybe he'll show up. He might make a cameo. Give us wanting Batman. <laughs> Don't give us all the Batmans, you know? Yeah. Make us, you know... They Marvel was or the Sony was able to do into the Spider Verse and still like not get overdone with Spider Man. Yeah, because they gave Almost us a different Spider Man. It was just as endearing. Miles yeah. Morales is freaking ridiculously awesome. Yeah, but with Batman, it's always the same. It's always the different takes are just to me. The different takes of Batman's are just the different actors' choices. But overall, it's always just Batman. You always get the same thing. You always see the pearls and the popcorn in the alley. It's always just those 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 basic Batman tropes you always see. That's why I loved Suicide Squad because it didn't have any of that stuff. Oh, it trashed all any of, that. of it. Just, just threw it yeah, away. who cares? Yep. And it was great fun. Great, great, great fun. Well, even in the interactions with Batman, like I like uh, some of the stuff that he does mm-hmm. when he does show up. Yeah, it's you know it's. Almost an afterthought, and then to the fact that you forget that he's there. Yeah. But people will still come out to see a Batman movie, so you can you can be you don't have to lean so heavy with your Batman, pull him back, and people will still show up to see him. Yes. So yeah. you don't have to go so heavy. So uh, Deadshot was freaking awesome. The 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 other characters were really cool. Uh, I really liked Diablo. As Me well. too. Like Talk I thought he was a really Jay Hernandez. Oh character. my gosh, was. When when he's, you know, you go through and, and that was like a true betrayal moment mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You go through, you have sympathy for this character. You understand like, hey, he doesn't want to, you know, he's this not about this. He's trying to better himself. He's trying to do the right thing. And then he, the reveal of what he actually did. Yeah. You feel betrayed to the point where it shut almost all those guys up except Harley. Yeah. Which... Well, hell yeah, it wouldn't shut her up. Like, yeah, I I got mad and killed my family. Shit. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, you 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 as a, I don't know for me as a as a a a person watching the movie, I felt betrayed. Yeah, and that's a rare feeling to feel. But I think it was was a good. It was a good thing to put into that type of a film. Though I thought it was. It was perfect to put. Yeah, to like. And that reveal, and, like the way that it comes and the way that it's, you know, you start you sympathize putting, and you sympathize. Yeah, and, then and you, you start just, putting pieces together from, you know, everything that came before that. And you start realizing even back to like Amanda Waller's thing where there's that little thing of him walking out mm-hmm. of a house fire. You start yeah. realizing that's right after he killed his own kill, family. Yeah. Kill, yeah. You're and like, it, oh my, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a true portrayal of of the of the the person watching it and it was done 
magnificently. I don't know that even Marvel could pull that off as oh, agreed. well as that was. And I honestly don't think that you could have, like, how the way they followed it up was absolutely like the, that's the only thing that I can think of that would have followed that up with Harley just saying, no, you own that. You did that. Yeah. The whole like, own that shit, shit line is like, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, to the point where every moment after that, it's like, okay, well this guy has to die because he's breaking film rules. You don't, you don't hurt children and you don't hurt dogs. Yeah. You can kill as many faceless <laughs> bad guys in the world. But you can't John come. Will come after exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. but you can't come back. Yeah, you can. You can kill every goon mercilessly. Having him kill his wife and children. Exactly, like, but ah, to, to kill no. yeah your your wife and family. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, and then you feel, you just feel like disgusted because the character itself is so. He looks cool. He looks. You almost don't even know if those are tattoos because when you find out that he's actually possessed by like this Aztec fire skeleton thing yeah, which, which is was awesome it looked it worked it, i mean it, it worked um it did yeah it um was like a really wait whoa shit that's really wow okay cool at least that was something different to look at because the one thing that i hate on a lot of these movies marvel does it too dc does it too are these just big cg monsters that that's not scary yeah. anymore that's <laughs> yeah. not and they've done it since the very beginning um even with that that big, it's always like a big scary monster. They've done it since Thor. Uh, they did it in the Hulk before uh, the Ed Norton Hulk. Even uh, Iron Man had like a big a bigger Iron Man that he fought. But just these these big monsters. Mm-hmm. You've seen so many of them, and they all just look like the troll in the bathroom from Harry Potter. Like, there's just <laughs> nothing. I, yeah. It's very rare to see a big, large monster that's scary yeah. that, that is worth a damn. But now, I did like his well, transition into the big monster. Like, well, yeah. That, that's well, and, like, I yeah. got to I gotta do something about this. I gotta. I need to redeem myself. And, and now he's a, as big a creature as Incubus. Yeah. Well, and that's why, yeah, that's what I liked about about it because it aesthetically looked different yeah. than well, and speaking the, of the like, giant monster that he was fighting. Yeah. And speaking of like little things that are in there that you don't notice the first time around, like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at the background. He like has this little moment where before he turns into the big overpowered creature, his eyes flick to the side. Yeah. And there is a picture of a family. Yep. Sitting yeah. there right in front of him. Is it and really? Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's what finally like rallies him. Uh, was and he's like, I need to do right. into that it. Would be, that was yeah. the end? Like at right end, before, before he, he, fights, he sacrifices yep. himself. The yeah. brother. Yep. It was just a look almost just identical to the giant monster from Thor. Yeah. It's this, <laughs> yeah. It's this little moment, you know, and mm-hmm. but it's brilliantly played. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, there's so many you know of those little moments in that movie. You mm-hmm. know what? They never give uh, in the movie. They just call him, uh, you know, the brother to um, Enchantress. Just, Incubus. They do uh, mention yeah. it like once. I I don't remember it until just reading it right now. Like, I don't remember them saying Incubus, like, at all. But if they did, then I think Enchantress says it one time, but it's in, like, the ancient language thing. Mm -hmm. And that you're trying to read subtitles and everything else. And it's, uh, I know it's another one of those, like, kind of glossed over type of things. You know what I mean? Like, where they just kind of skip over it, you know. And And if you're not paying attention, you don't catch it, Mm -mm. you know. 
But so. I like his, his uh, El Diablo's story. He had like a full story. You know, he had yeah your what happened to him. Uh, even more depth of what had happened, or the introduction, the depth of what happened, and then him trying to redeem himself, and then helping. And then sacrificing himself. Oh, it's a beautiful it's, character art. It's amazing. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's really it good. Works perfectly. You only know what you see and what they kind of show a little bit. Mm-hmm. For a character like that to work as well as it did, they shouldn't. They, they, yeah, they didn't need. To, they could have just did. Ex- I mean, that was perfect. The El Diablo character. I yeah, mean, it had its punch, and like you just felt dirty after. It's like, wow, I really sympathize for this character now. Oh bad. yeah, that realization. God, you're like. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, for Jay Hernandez to knock that out of the park as well as he did, it was just freaking ridiculously cool. Um, I do want to get back to the Joker, and then we're going to get to the main event. Uh, and I think I, you know you know who we're talking about, but <laughs> I, I, I when I first saw it, I did not dig it, but watching it again, and it really helped too to watch. I watched some of the behind the scenes um, little featurettes that are on the DVD mm-hmm. last night. It really helped. Like I see where they were. Once I understood where they were going and what they were doing with him, I loved it. Loved the Joker oh, in this yeah. film. It it worked. Uh, as off putting as he was, especially first looking at it with all the tattoos mm-hmm. and stuff like that, is a little. It, it is a little over the top aesthetically, but I noticed that even though he looks over the top aesthetically he's actually really reserved in a lot of those scenes and uh the deleted scenes were for freaking phenomenal where she where Doctor, where harleen quinzel is is chasing him and they do their cat and mouse oh yeah yeah they, um, they gloss over a lot of that mm-hmm. uh in the book I, I mentioned earlier that they have a book of it yeah uh that's one that bears uh mentioning is the club scene mm-hmm. is completely different in the book yeah. So they they really emphasize the intelligence of the Joker, uh-huh. and kind of the craziness of mm-hmm. Harley as well as her intelligence. Yeah. And what those two being so crazy yet so functional exactly. at the same time, mm-hmm. like what they're able to do to somebody. Because mm-hmm. in the book, uh, not to give too much away, but the club owner actually shoots himself. Mm-hmm. That is giving a lot away, but no, no, it's okay. They like they they we put him the in, hell out of things. They put show. him in a corner where you know his only two ways out are either whenever Joker and Harley decide to kill him and whatever they choose to do with him before that, or he can just blow his own brains out. And in the end, that's what he does. He kills himself because he would rather do that. No, that was the character played by Common in the movie, right? Who's only yeah. in one scene, but apparently he was in a lot yeah. of different scenes. Yeah. Um. And it was really cool. There was a scene in the trailers that obviously got cut. That after his after the the helicopter crashes, he comes back. His face is all half burned on one side. The Joker, even, yeah, the Joker's yeah. Joker's face. They even made a toy of that. They made a Funko yeah. Pop of. of so the, the the I think the from what I understand uh, when I've read stuff is the original intention was is that Harley kind of starts into the progression you see in Birds of Prey during Suicide Squad because mm-hmm. uh, Joker after the helicopter crash and he survives it comes to her all half burnt uh-huh. and you know basically offers his hand to her and says okay let's let's get out of here let's go and she's like I, I can't I can't abandon this 
Mm-hmm. I'm already on this track and I need to finish what I set out to do because I do care about these other mm-hmm. people as well. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, no, 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 you bound yourself to me, Yeah. period. You're coming with me. And she's like, I can't. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna. Sorry. And, and he gets super mad and like throws mm-hmm. a bomb at her and she has to like escape that. And there's this whole... I, I could see where that would derail the movie. Yeah. But I also... The way it ended up being was that it almost seems like he she stayed with the squad because she was didn't have any options and they cornered her. Right. Yeah. I but the, I mean, that's guys. not. And like, they and it was just because they had endeared she had endeared herself to them beforehand. It wasn't any kind of like, yeah, I was going to abandon you guys, but now I'm back. I mean, even if they would have shortened that scene, I almost would have rather they left it in. Mm-hmm. Like I think it still played very well, but like that. Mm-hmm. kind of depth of personality that that mm-hmm. would have shown I think would have been cool and also just the Joker's like this is my property stance Correct. on Harley Correct. I feel like that would have it would have been nice to have in there because so many people romanticize them and I feel like <gasps> that would have just cut it off like at the you know yeah. well, <laughs> right in the middle even, <laughs> even, what, even what we got like I said what it's, it seemed like the Joker just found a victim, made her crazy, and now she follows him around when there's a lot more there that it was more who was playing who at this point. Yeah, in the in the listening. book, uh and it's it's kind of in the comics as well. There's this sort of oh my god, what have I done moment uh after she goes into the chemical bath. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing what he's created. What he's made, yeah. Yeah, and that this rivals his intelligence and insanity and everything mm-hmm. else and she's yeah there's clips of her chasing him on a motorcycle and she's yeah. riding like a surfboard at one point yeah after it crashes yeah. like oh man and like slamming on the lamborghini and, yeah, and like exactly. yelling at and him it's, yeah and it's, yeah but it's dr it's dr harleen it's not yep. harley and it's way cool so i really but the the joker i i i got it and I, I, I wish there was more, and I could have... Oh, I do, too. I think um, he's a very strong character. He, he, he made with it... He, he did more with it than first First, people give it credit for, because it's really, really good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Really, really good. So, so I liked him uh, because I'm a sucker for hot villains. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and And, like... I really, 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 really hate the romance between them that everyone thinks is a romance. Like, no, stop romanticizing these two characters. It's a very toxic relationship. Get out of it. Um, Coming from experience, I have been in that situation. One of the reasons why I cosplay Harley Quinn. (laughs) that that's me <laughs> and it's just i i hate when people do that but it, it's it, it made it even worse that he was like wow <laughs> oh my gosh right <laughs> six yeah. pack and shirtless most of the time oh, and it, his outfits all of his outfits are incredible they're phenomenal I, I his wardrobe is <sighs> oh it is Peak. And yeah. So I have to say, though, I think Jared Leto's Joker is one of the only Jokers I've seen that I can look at all the source material for Joker and I can imagine him wearing those outfits and doing those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, going back to like the killing joke and some of the source material, like some of the other Joker iterations I've seen, 
I can't imagine those jokers doing those things. Mm -hmm. But Leto's, oh, I'd buy it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's, it, it's grown on me to a point where I can appreciate it more than Ledger's Joker in, in certain ways. In, and in, 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 in certain ways and in certain, in certain situations. Um, this film is way like it does. It goes out of its way to be borderline cartoony yeah. to the point where that fits absolutely yeah. perfectly. As far as uh, Nolan's Batman is supposed to be as grounded in reality as possible. Yeah. But if you look at the source material again, it, talking about the Mobius chair thing, mm-hmm. like those two Jokers can absolutely exist in the same universe. Oh yeah, for sure. Like without a doubt. Like and and I like the concept that one is not trying to be the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciated that. You know, especially because of the sor- like I said, because of source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even in the TV show Gotham, like. Oh, everyone, oh, everyone so. is Joker. Like he has such a yep. big following, and it's like oh, I'm Joker. It's like a uh, what's to the point where you didn't even know for sure. I thought that girl was going to be Joker. Like you didn't know who, like uh, Annie. Um, she, the girl that played Tank Girl. I just remembered what what the oh, uh, comparison I was making. Like I am Venom kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. we are venom mm-hmm. we are joker you know yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. absolutely yeah um, he, he, yeah in gotham he definitely has like a, a following he's not just yeah. a, a big ruffian that's got a, a bunch of people that work for him yeah <laughs> but like i think the one thing that i really didn't like other than the romanticist is romanticization i said Roman- it earlier <laughs> yeah romanticization the romanticization yeah. <laughs> well um that his awkward laughs, like, a, yeah, he he's the Joker. He's supposed to laugh, but his, like, I can't even. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, like, there's. It, it, it does feel kind of. feels weird yeah, when he does, does it. it does feel unnatural for him because a lot of, if, you know, if you notice, and I was really, like, was really surprised and I didn't pick up on it the first time, was he, he is doing, like, a gangster type thing like in some of those scenes he almost sounds like Robert De Niro yeah in a way and and then to to put that that particular laugh in it just was interesting and not but not like in a good way so yeah they could have done they could have uh what's I can't think of words what what do we say about words at the beginning that we don't <laughs> yeah. have them some, <laughs> some, some words people talk others no <laughs> um like they could have uh, been guess, better with yeah. The I mean, laugh. and that was a choice that he made, and that it works. Um, but you know, everybody, everybody has their own vision of what they think a cool Joker would look like, yeah, and what it would be, and everyone has a different, you know, take on uh, on that. Is his smile scars? Is this, does he have a smile? Is it something that he can take on and off? Is his skin white? Or yeah. is it, or is it something he puts on? Because um, I'm not like the smile hmm. hand tattoo. So yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, that was that, that was, was different. Neat. And yeah, that was different. You never saw it before. So we were talking about everybody having their own kind of Joker who they like, like when they close their eyes, like how how they would put together a Joker. Yeah, and, yeah. And what works and what doesn't? You know, is his skin white? Is his is it 
is it f- like a flesh tone that he puts white on, like letters Joker, Let- Ledger's Joker? Is it, um, you know, it, it, everyone's got who who they have in mind. It, it, would you say that Leto is pretty much what you have in mind, or do you have like a... It's a mix. Uh, okay, okay, cool. It's a, I think for me it's definitely a, a mix. Um, like the, the, uh, the white thing, um, I actually, I see him as permanently stained mm-hmm. that way. You know, I, I like that take on it. It mm-hmm. just makes sense to me with his what little mm-hmm. backstory they always give yeah. the Joker. Because it's always left kind of ambiguous, like, as to who he was before that. Which is always the best, I think. It, it is. The it's Joker one of the works things I when like. you don't know what made this guy this guy. And I know and this is really controversial, but that is the one thing I did not like about the newest Joker film. Is I did not like. I never saw it. To be honest with you, I, I didn't, didn't like feel seeing the, need to. the whole like trying to do the whole where he came from thing. I didn't particularly enjoy that. I mm-hmm. think it's better when it's left up to your imagination. Yeah, you know, and you're you're always wondering. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I just the choosing of like how you want to portray Joker. Do you want to portray him like? Uh, good looking or uh, semi good looking or like just an ugly character or something and it's just he how do I word this I mean he wasn't like the prettiest human in the world but I think he did a good job acting the crazy side and yes and everything yeah about i would it. agree with, so i would agree with that he did a really fantastic job about it but the looks my part they never got to though that i missed that you know speaking of ideal jokers that the ones that have that i have seen interpretations of that worked for me also accentuate his intelligence because yeah. that's part of what harley is attracted to mm-hmm. in him let's be honest it's not yeah. necessarily his looks, physical yeah, it's appearance intelligence it's it's also what's going on in his brain. Mm-hmm. And it's part of that seduction element and why she, they're both addicted to each other, let's be honest. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, on the level of a drug addiction. Yep. Um, between the two of them. And it, it goes both ways, though. You know, like he's as addicted to her as she is to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always come back to each other. Yeah. And part of it is that psychological element of it. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, in so my favorite joker uh would be animated uh, mm-hmm. animated joker uh from the uh Harley Quinn DC show that the new one that they just made um because that's that's what i think of the joker as yeah. what he should look like and everything and they do really well with um, like explaining their story and whatnot, and that coming back to you kind the of tug of war kind of thing yeah, is, yeah. I want you, but I also want you to stay away. And then the other, she's like so in love with him, and he doesn't really actually love her, but he kind of does, but also doesn't. You know, it's, it's. I love the DC Harley show. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be honest, though. It looks like a very squad, class. Like, it looks like a very classic take on Joker: purple suit, green yeah. hair. Yeah, yep. physically, so, the look mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, I, I, 
see, Leto's Joker, I feel like you needed to be able to understand because they did because they edited so much out. There wasn't time to explain. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. A lot yeah. more of that stuff. So they needed someone that you know you could sit there and go, okay, well we understand why Harley had the hots for him. Yeah. Without having to do as big of a backstory, and I think that Leto did a good job still bringing, you know, those elements. But being physically mm-hmm. attractive, you know, that's not yeah. something they can control. They, you know, they cast somebody who is physically very attractive, yeah, to and play that character, and I think he did a very good job. And if you watch some of his actions and some of what he's doing, that intelligence does read. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it's very, it, it's subtle, and it's another reason I wish they wouldn't have cut as much as they but did. Those behind-the-scenes yeah. vignettes are very yes. much worth watching because yeah. you get to see a lot more of him because. Jared Leto is a method actor, and I personally have always had a disdain for method acting. <laughs> it's like, come on now. I mean, if, if you have to just completely just lose yourself to do a good job, I know this sound, might sound controversial for an actor's point of view, then you are not a good actor. Right. But if I think that's, that's how you have, if that's part of your process. Yeah. Again, I'm probably dead wrong, and but i would think that a good actor would be able to turn it on and off and if you have to stay that way see that's one of those characters though joker historically is one of those characters from everything i've heard that once somebody has played him it's a very hard thing to stay out of method acting and still be that character i don't know why that is so you know i would never want to play the joker because it seems to be a cursed role but (laughs) yeah absolutely like um some uh, someone we know ha- has played the role of the Joker, and he said he would never go back to it because it's so mentally destroying. See, to me, it just seems like you know you hear all these stories of like of of oh, it was just so detrimental to Heath Ledger, and that's what happened. Or when they were filming this, oh yeah, Jared Leto would send used condoms and dead animals to his. Like, I, th- to me, I think that's just like like urban myth it can't be that black and white as far as oh yeah i'm gonna play the joker and now it's made me crazy i would almost (laughs) i don't fit the joker role so i can't say oh well i'm gonna play the joker in something and see if i can't make it work and not let me go crazy but it seems to me that it 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 is what you make of it jack nicholson didn't seem to go crazy of course I mean, if we're being honest, Jack Nicholson just played Jack Nicholson. And right, just, right. just put him in Joker makeup. But, um, cause, I, mean, I forget <laughs> where I, I read it, but uh, I believe there actually was some discussion. And I, 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 I wish I had the exact what it was. But I remember in reading about people that had played the Joker in the past that even Nicholson made a comment going, yeah, I'd never want to do it again. Interesting. Like after getting into that character... Was it because of the character or because of he had to wear the prosthetics? And he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would want to wear all those prosthetics. Uh, my understanding good. was as it was trying to just be that character. Interesting. You know, uh, Interesting. I don't think I've heard a single... I guess single... We'll, see the, we'll see about what happened to the kid from uh, Gotham. See what happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> his, his see how far he goes. Rad. All right. <laughs> so, he, he wasn't even like... He was, and he got to play him twice. But, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played him two different ways. So, um, but I want to get to the main event. The reason why I brought you guys here. <laughs> Holy damn! There's very few times when a person is born who is destined to play a role 
that is absolutely they they just I can't think anybody who can do like Margot Robbie just holy God just knocked that out of the park yeah and absolutely created a dynasty with this character that will live on well after these movies are being made because that just that well, that's just one of those characters that just went to a whole other level and it's it, it's it out to me it outlasted the source material because yes. we're I mean ultimately we could sit here and do this episode and never even speak about the movie we just talk about Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn <laughs> and yeah. still just have everything to talk about so I really want to dive just a little bit deeper I know we're 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 we're, we're talking but um Oh my goodness gracious! Like there's just certain people. Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Stark. Uh, Ryan he Reynolds. was what? Well, Tony Stark, and then I thought you were going to continue talking oh, about other yeah. people, and then I'm like, oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, yeah, no, no. Deadpool, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Ryan <laughs> Reynolds born to play league. Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, it's in Robert Downey Jr. Born, born, born to play Iron them Man. Iron Man. Oh, Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie hands was down. absolutely born to play this role. Hands and down, yeah. Holy Phenomenal. crap, does she just steal it? Yeah. Even this quilted mishmash of mess that this movie really is. Good Lord, how brilliant. Just awesome. There's not a moment that sucks with her in it. And it's nah. just fantastic. Yeah. So... When her dynamic too, like she's, uh, she did a really good job. Again, I, I'm a big person on, you know, not, like I said, not being verbatim to source material, but still being true to the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. She does a beautiful job with that. Yes. Every interaction with Joker is, you know, totally the spirit of the source material. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully done. And actually even her stuff with Deadshot mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Her and Will Smith had a great chemistry. Their chemistry oh, was fantastic. Phenomenal. And she is, you know, uh, Deadshot, she's in a relationship with Deadshot, you know, for, for a fairly lengthy amount of time in Harley terms, uh, <laughs> uh, in the comic <laughs> books and whatnot. Is so she? The, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, they're together. That, to me, the, and it, the, this movie works better if you look at it as a love story between those two because oh, they have yeah. way more more going on as far as uh, chemistry wise and story wise than than her and Joker. But oh yeah, so good and so many just the little ticks and the little the little things that she does just makes the right choice time and time again. I was yes. really surprised, especially watching those vignettes, how different she looks. Like yeah, oh she has gosh. the ability to make herself make. Her face looked different as Harley Quinzel. It doesn't even look like it's the same actress. Yeah. And then she puts in the Harley stuff and holy shit. Oh, she crap. is that character. Like it's phenomenal. Her eyes get wider and she yeah. just holy smokes. Yeah. Just so just good. everything about her. Margot Robbie, first of all, she's only thirty. Are you kidding me? She's only yeah. thirty years old. Yeah. I'm Dang. gonna be twenty nine this year. She's only a year older than me. You got a chance. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Margot uh, Robbie, call my sorry, Bryce. <laughs> Hit up my friend Tabitha, please. <laughs> um, no, yeah, she that was perfect. Everything, like just everything about her, she's just phenomenal. Um, and there are some some people are saying there are some slip ups of the accent. I didn't really hear any of it. It must be Who in the hell cares? Birds of Prey, but yeah, what? I don't care. Like, 
you try you try doing a, a Brooklyn accent when you're from Australia. Yeah. Well, but you know, also going back to you know, I, I again my source material thing. Um, going back to the source material, there's actually uh, there's this whole section with her and Poison Ivy where she admits that that whole Brooklyn accent thing is completely made up. She doesn't talk like that. Like, it is totally made up oh, yeah, because, because you, she was trying to be cute for the Joker because the Joker said the one woman that he could ever really and truly love was Lucy for my love, Lucy. Yeah, when... And so she's trying to kind of yeah, yeah. alter herself in a way, you know? Yeah, so she does, like, kind of yeah. the Brooklyn accent and kind of the dumb blonde thing. And um, she does those things to try to keep him and really, truly win his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you know, that's just so like, it, it's you all know. made up, you know. So her not having the accent 100 percent of the time, it's I, normal. It, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't bother me because you know even in the source material that's not her accent. That's not how she talks. Like it's a put on thing that she does for him. Yeah, you know. So why would she? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but like one thing I read about um, her uh, role is that. Uh, I was watching, gosh, some YouTube thing I was watching about her. It was either an interview or it was she's on a YouTube series that uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but um, you eat hot chicken wings. Oh, she's on Hot Ones? Yeah, she's on Hot Ones? Oh, I have to check that out. And I can't remember if she was talking about it there or it was an interview I watched, but she... I think it was on there. She got to um, uh, learn how to hold her breath for the car scene. Yeah, she did and all she, that she herself. She did all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Like, most people wouldn't want to. I would want to. But, um, you know, that's that just that steps you up as an actor being able to do some of your own stunts. Yeah. When they could do their own stunts, um, I did... Uh, Earlier, we mentioned John Wick earlier. I did uh, Brett's show. We do Keanu, and we talked about John Wick. And to, to me, like when they could do their own stunts, like that's really like admirable. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, well, you know, the MythBusters did their own stunts too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I mean, if your if your job is to be paid to learn a new skill for a movie, hell yeah, I would be the oh, best yeah. at literally anything. Yeah. But it is cool, cause especially something like that, holding your breath like that's that's a different level. Yeah. That's not learning how to drive a car well or yeah. to handle a gun right. Like yeah. to do underwater stuff, anything like that. Well, and I, I would take it back to actually the aerial stuff she did too. And some mm-hmm. of the fighting yeah. scenes, like how they, they use the gymnastics and the dance, you yeah. know, as a part of those fight scenes. And, and she stuff. did that in heels the whole, yeah. whole damn yeah. Phenomenal. And phenomenal. And you'll notice how few times they have to cut away from her face. Mm-hmm. You know, because she she's right there. She's mm-hmm. doing it, you know. Yeah. And that also, I think, adds to the character as an actor when you are able to still be there in the scene and you're not, like, stepping outside watching someone else do it for you. Like, yeah, it, it then, definitely adds to that, you mm-hmm. know, because you're not just pretending to be out of breath. Or you're not just, you know, trying to relate to that. Like, you actually did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the in Birds of Prey, her learning how to do all this roller derby stuff they brought in someone to help her and and she's learning it all and i just i love it i love, I love her yeah <laughs> I, I it's love phenomenal the, I, I, and speaking by the character it that is totally 
the 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 costuming for Harley for this movie for Suicide Squad in general for most of the people the costuming is really cool. I mean putting Diablo oh, in a, putting well Diablo done. in a letter Leatherman Letterman's jacket instead yeah. of something else. I mean that's really cool. I um, mean, it could easily be overdone. Like, oh, I'm Fireman and stuff like that. Like, it could be, it could have been overdone really I well. I like but the choices they made. Yeah, they made they amazing really, choices. Really and well done. I think it speaks to the character in the costuming alone is really cool. I mean, she looks like a hooker in the first one. I mean, she's <laughs> well, dressed, she's dressed to appeal to men. I love the fact that in Birds of Prey, she's dressed comfortably for herself. Yeah. She's well, wearing I, the overalls. She's I would take you cool one jerk. step further. Please she's, do. She is dressed to impress the Joker. She knows he's coming well, that's, for Yeah, her. exactly. Yeah. Before she puts that outfit on mm-hmm. in Suicide Squad, yeah, you got to understand. A it's not men. Man. A, a specific man. A specific. Very man. specific yes. man. <laughs> yeah. So that way in the second one where she's dressed for herself, I just think is absolutely just, oh. Just yeah, like a lot kiss. of Just a lot it. of people, you know, bashing on her outfits. Like you gotta come from her perspective, mm-hmm. like what she wants to do and how she wants to act, and mm-hmm. um, and she designs and makes her own clothing too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't care what she looks shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of people complained about it. And then I saw, actually, there was a couple memes that came out, like, close to when the movie came out. And they're like, oh, they over-sexualized Harley Quinn. And then they've got another picture for, of her from the comics wearing something, like, even worse. Even, yeah. no, <laughs> like, they, like, even skimpier. And they're like, did they really, though? Did they really? <laughs> She's basically wearing a sports bra, panties, and uh, leggings, and, uh, like, t-shirt. shoes yeah. in... Uh, the DC uh, TV show Harley Quinn, like, that's revealing. So what? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. She can do what she wants. Yeah, Lena, when you, when you're, when you get into your full, your full outfit, because Lena does the, like, the full head to toe, I mean, you got the shoes down and everything. I mean, it's, I understand, like, seeing it (laughs) live action too, I mean, that was, Cooling too with our Joker in that show mm-hmm. was a very. I mean, I had the dude in my lap, <laughs> yeah, and yep. like to see it up close, like because that was screen, that was screen authentic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. that was. There was a lot of cool stuff in there that yeah. you wouldn't have noticed, and I, I love when they do that. That never get you never get to see that. There's things even in this one, like the bad guys that they're fighting those black things. Those are eyeballs that are on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they, they just totally ugh. just. How worse do you think that could have been if they looked more like eyeballs, eyeballs instead of just little bumps? You know? Yeah. Like, like I could tell they were eyeballs because, like, it's like uh, looking at a fly's face. Because they were, yeah. Because yeah, they were so the, weird. I love it though. Letting, I love it. Letting the enchantress and her brother um, Incubus know yeah, what was like, happening, but but yeah, Harley's just that. That is a very. Like that will go down long after this is this stuff is over. Yeah. And even now, when I didn't think that we were going to get around to making the sequel, like they are. I yeah. honestly, yeah, I was very concerned they were not. Especially after COVID and everything, just kind of like got put aside. Like they're not going to. This is a huge gamble for them. I mean, be honest. Even with James Gunn, it's a huge gamble to make this that was not as well received as it, they wanted it to be. It was a mismatch of of, of insanity. To make, to like, okay, like, let's see if we can 
yeah get this going or let's see if we can bring something back from this and they're doing that oh i am jacked for it oh me and too i think yeah like the first of all they're bringing john cena in yeah yeah no he, all the john cena fans are gonna want to see this movie oh, i can't even if he wasn't in it yeah i still would have I, I, I would just I would see still it harley to, yeah exactly. oh yeah oh yeah no anything that harley's in i'm gonna i'm, I'm definitely but yeah the, that character looking like that especially from the first one will outlive anything that happens with these series of movies That's oh just, definitely it became iconic the second she she slipped that t-shirt on and then gave all the guys the business for looking at her for putting her stuff on just it was just absolutely perfect to the point that here we are four years later girls are still doing the two colors yeah and it's still just it's still fresh it's still it still looks good it's evolving now and different like just that alone is just spawning so much, and I'm just here for it. I just think it's freaking oh, ridiculously awesome. Oh, I love it. Awesome. I love it. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. But, I'm so glad you guys do. Yeah, and I, I like, um, well, I mean, Harley is a character, and also Margot Robbie pay, plays her, that whole not trying to fit into society mm-hmm. and not, not trying to act like you're someone you're not, Yeah. but just owning what and who you are. Yeah, I think it's very empowering, mm-hmm. and the, the little things like I—it's awesome. Yeah, it oh. works. It really works. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, just the little things when they're hiding behind those pillars, and uh, I believe it's the Enchantress has come out, and and I will give you all your dreams and stuff like that. And she's like, cool. Yeah, whatever. And she mm-hmm. goes around the corner, and they're like, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. It's no, like, it's just it. oh, it's just so perfect. And I don't know. Everybody has their own like fantasy casting of that. Like Fruza Bulk for the longest time, people wanted her to play Harley, and I don't know. I don't know just what she was able to do with this character. Is just it will go down as one of it. it will it, luckily, I mean, luckily she's cool mm-hmm. with it because she will always be Harley. No matter what she does, it's going to take a lot. Oh, yeah. I personally think it's going to take a lot for her to go beyond that. But I, I she, I, and she probably will. But because she's, I mean, she's going to play Barbie of all people too, and she's going to kill it. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're doing a live action Barbie movie, and she's <laughs> going to play a live, that. yeah, live oh. action Barbie. And you just know that it's not going to be a straightforward. Barbie Mariposa bullshit. It's going to be yeah. freaking ridiculous. Did you see her in I, Tanya too? I have not seen Oh, I, I can't Tanya, say enough but, about that oh, movie. It was so she good. good. Is she so good? good? Yeah. So, so just, phenomenal. Yeah, Watch d- Terminal. Terminal? Yeah. She is fantastic in that. Awesome. Um, but I love, I love, love Margaret Robbie as Harley. Yeah. She is her she everything will, through and through. But, but... I also like uh, Kaylee Kuko as the voice in the DC show. Uh-huh. She just does so oh, well it's really good. as well. Yeah. And is she doing is she doing the thing from the movie, or has she got her own take on it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think she's she kind of has her own take on it. I'll have to. I'll definitely um, gonna have to check that out because, yeah. I, I'm, 
I dig it, and I definitely want to check it out. But so. she she voices her so well. Sure. Yeah, voice acting is a completely whole different ballgame. We have a friend oh, yeah. in the Treasure Valley Avengers that does that, and that's a whole complete different ballgame. Look at freaking Mark Hamill, freaking Luke Skywalker pulled off a Joker that's literally in the top five Jokers of all time. Oh, for sure. And that will always voice, be. Oh. It's just he was able to pull that off. And so, yeah, a voice actor and a physical actor are two totally different things. And when those two mesh is one, like, freaking, yeah. Oh, it's really something special. It is. It's 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 totally something amazing. Um, and I, yeah, even if they hadn't made the sequel that will sure which is cool so the black and red diamond outfits <laughs> i love it oh, i can't for it wait <laughs> oh i can't wait you two you guys are gonna just kill it i can't wait to see y'all um uh yeah it's gonna be cool and um it looks really and my tucker my son my five-year-old has a um poster on his wall of a whole bunch of the different dc characters and harley is presented on this um is more of it looks a lot like what she looks like in this movie. Almost, oh, she almost looks like a like a. It almost looks like one of the DC bombshell. Uh, it almost oh. looks like an aviator look to it, and that's what I yes. picked up from the. So cool. That's what I picked up from the so the, cool. the 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 new the new Suicide Squad film. So I'm really excited to see it next yeah. year. Can't come soon enough. And I, I think love that her hair, like she went yeah. from the like the two pigtails that I'm yeah. sporting right now to. Yeah. What I was actually sporting yesterday, two low braided pigtails that just lay down uh, on my shoulders. And, you know, one side's red, one side's black. Currently, my hair is blonde and black. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm oh, halfway there. You know, you, I just have to put the too. red in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, and I think that's going to stick around for a lot longer. So oh, yeah. yeah I'm look, so excited. So I, I love all her looks. She's just phenomenal. Yeah. I could talk about her all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, final final take on the Suicide Squad movie. If you hate it, uh, you did not look close enough at it because Agreed. there is so much there. Um, definitely what happened was they had a vision, and halfway through they changed that vision, and the movie suffered for it, sadly. Um, but... Um, it, it should have been either two movies or yeah the three different because you basically have three different stories happening kind of around mm-hmm. the same time that was unnecessary yeah. um, so they should have slow burned it but yeah if you absolutely hate it Brett hates it Brett absolutely hates it here from these <laughs> drop uh, Rude. yeah but that's okay him and I differ on a lot of things but um, I bet he likes that Avengers movie <laughs> Well, what's funny is that he really loves the, uh, he loves the freaking, uh, I don't know if he ever saw the, that movie. I don't think, like, I thought that more people liked that Avengers movie or had seen that Avengers movie, but nope, nobody no. did. No one, no one knows this movie exists. Yeah, nobody it's, really. It's okay to watch once, you know? Yeah, no, but never again. But what's funny though <laughs> is that it's the same thing that happened with that, with this, that it was made and then they completely changed their minds after it was made and it just became just a 
just a mishmash nightmare. So have you ever? You've probably never seen the event, the original Avengers movie. I've heard of it with I've uh, never seen Emma it. Peel made af- as a big screen remake of the TV show from the sixties. Oh, it has nothing to do with Marvel superheroes at all. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. No, it's it's um, Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman fighting uh, Sean Connery. It's it's a it's something, but <laughs> something else. It's it's worth watching. Once. It is worth it, it's it worth is. watching once and then never again. Give a shit about it again. Yeah. Um, so, but fair enough. Suicide Squad is definitely worth watching again with fresh eyes. Yep. It's four years old now. I can't believe that it. it's like four years. Yeah. Four years yeah. old now, but it still holds up. It's still great. Um, one of the hardest things on the show we have to do sometimes is call out the problematic stuff. And literally, they killed the Native American guy right away. Um, is the biggest one that jumped out at me. It's like, mm-hmm. and I don't think they did that because he was Native American. It wasn't. No, I think they didn't do it on to, purpose. Yeah, it, it wasn't a disservice to him, or yeah. they weren't trying to do it for a, per, a reason. It just. It was too just obvious have, was of just, a character yeah. to choose. They, they just yeah. had to trash a they character had to, to show, to show it's Suicide Squad. Yeah, they exactly. needed to kill someone off. Yeah, they did, yeah. and. Okay. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, who that made you, I mean, all the other characters had a lot going for them. So he basically was it. I mean, there's not a. You look at the cast for the sequel, and like, holy shit, there's like 13 people. Yeah, I don't know how so the many. hell, how many of those people are going to get killed right away? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Nathan Fillion's in it. Oh, he's not going to live very long. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so it's it's aging. It's aging perfectly fine. It's taken out of the context of a bigger picture they were trying to make it's almost better because you have batmans and the flash which i totally forgot the flash was in it real briefly yeah um, yeah he comes in and gets uh yeah. uh, uh boomerang boomerang yeah, yeah. like he's real robbing brief- a diamond vault <laughs> yeah, like real briefly like those moments that are just kind of sprinkled in didn't need any of those other movies around it and it still works and it's still great oh yeah. my gosh agreed so. So is there anything else, anything else big and exciting in your guys' world that you'd like to want to mention real quick before we head out of here? Go watch Suicide Squad again. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't watch it again because no, I've I'm not got homework. Watch it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Once I dive into these films, after a while, I can't, I can't be in this world anymore. <laughs> Gosh, I, you know what? I don't know. Um, I'm excited for this to end. Um, and start watching movies again and being this. able to go here, here. Oh, here, oh, here, oh, the, uh, the pandemic. I thought the, you were talking about this no, podcast. Like, I'm sorry. No, not this podcast. <laughs> you, you didn't have to stay. I mean, I'm glad the, you came. But. The pandemic is just, <laughs> yeah, it, it's taken a toll. It's, uh, it's on everybody. It, it has really been. Has. It's just the and worst. Everything. Yeah. It but is, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked for the second Suicide Squad yeah. movie. And and like they made you know they made money on the first one and yeah um you know people were upset about it afterwards but hopefully they can you I know, think bring those people I, back I think they've to got the ship the point in the one. right direction James mm-hmm. Gunn's got a clear James vision and he will he will he will knock it out of the park for sure um, so you on a personal level anything big major going on in your world no no okay cool. <laughs> uh, Miss I don't Lee. even know what I'm doing tomorrow. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about the zoo thing until I heard about it on the radio today. 
What? The zoo. The Treasure Valley Avengers are supposed to be at the zoo. Oops. Remember that? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I heard an art thing about some sort of thing they're doing at the zoo when they, they were going through all the people who were going to be there and the Treasure Valley Avengers. Like, oh, whoops. Okay. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we might better be there, huh? <laughs> uh, Lena, Miss Harley Quinzel, what about yourself? Anything um, big major you want to talk about uh, or coming not up? anything huge. Um, oh, well, one kind of exciting thing. Um, I'm doing a lot of work with the studio I teach at. Uh, we're doing Wizard of Oz this nice. coming year. And we're Sweet. using a like a huge ton of the straight out of Oz uh, stuff uh, oh, cool. for the soundtrack. Oh, so really? we have like a bunch of Todrick Hall songs in there and we're taking a very kind of different very take cool. on it in the journey. Nice. Um, and cool. uh, it's it's going to be really fun. And the choreography that's already starting to come out of it and the vision that's starting to come out of it is is going to be phenomenal. Nice. So I'm very excited to be nice. a part of that and to, to be uh, an active role in making that happen for the studio. Nice. So, uh, nice. yeah, we're also doing um, second act of the Nutcracker uh, this December, which we may be one of the only Nutcrackers around. So yeah. if you want to see the Nutcracker, ours isn't complete yet. We I just have a second act, but <laughs> hey, uh, it's still going to be really good. So <laughs> I, I, was, I was shocked when I learned that the Nutcracker is like 60% of your average b- b- ballet Ballet's <laughs> annual take is like they do the Nutcracker every year, and oh, that's and what it, uh, yeah. keeps most of those ballet troops going because yep. they're just doing the Nutcracker. Every yeah, year. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we just kind of launched into ours and have been talking about how we're going to make it a little bit different. Um, we're taking the story back uh, more towards the original. So once we get our first act done, our acts will actually be reversed, nice. um, which will be a really fun take on it. And you know how much I love doing stuff that's <laughs> a fun, fresh take on on different concepts and mm-hmm. ideas. So for me, it's really exciting to be working with a studio that's you know wanting to do those type of nice. things and introduce that to kids at an early age. So Very cool. I'm super awesome. excited about that. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be Harley again for Halloween. Good. I hope so. So I'm super <laughs> excited about that. My is God, it, my children gonna, have decided. <laughs> uh, is it Suicide Squad or Heart or uh, Bird of Prey? I uh, know I'm doing. I'm using or, it as an excuse to buy the rest of Birds of Prey stuff. Sweet. <laughs> so. Sweet. I, got, I bought all the Birds of Prey stuff. Went so Hot Topic did there. There was a a sale. Like I had gone in the next day when they started the sale. And it was like fifty percent off all Birds of Prey stuff, so I bought everything. Oh yeah. my so gosh! They're they're because I like their jacket versus Spencer's and um, Spirit Halloween's jacket is just yeah, it I don't is. like the way it the looks. caution tape jacket. Yeah, the yeah, when the I first saw that, one. I'm like, oh, oh, the clear one. The oh, okay, clear, yeah, the, oh, okay. Clear, the clear with caution the, tape. the caution tape on the the wings and whatnot and whatnot. Uh, Hot Topics uh, version of it is looks like the screen version of it. And that was it one of the crummy things that people better. said about this is there's a two-hour commercial for Hot Topic. And I thought that was awful because there's so much more here than oh, just yeah. Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah. Although Hot Topics merch, I will tell you, for Suicide Squad, for their DC stuff, like it's it's phenomenal. I actually Absolutely. really enjoy I it. I love Hot It's Topic. really... <laughs> I just have a hard time finding... Because like, I might... Like, Big stuff. I, I have a hard time with finding, but that's just me. Yeah. So, but that's okay. I just go there for their Funko Pops anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. yeah, they're they're that jacket is you know so expensive. Um, 
Well, I was just shocked when I saw it. I'm like, how in the hell are they going to reproduce those things? Yeah. For, yeah. for my friends who, who like those things. <laughs> like, I can't, holy crap. I want to, I need, I need to uh, go on a diet, lose some weight. Um, but I want her gold pants suit. Yeah, the overall. Looking overalls. I want yes. that. Oh, yeah, those overalls yes. were dope. Oh, my Like, gosh, I made, so I rad. painted over my old um my mom's old um skates nice um, nice so i could so i can use them for that nice. um and then i bought a pair of shoes that to to paint they're a pair of white shoes that i plan to paint like the skates that she was nice. wearing so i can just walk nice in them and like wearing it. skates i just Very need like to it. finish that i have not started cool. it but i bought it a while ago <laughs> <laughs> nice all right. Well, Miss Lena, Miss Tabitha, thank you so much for coming today and being part thank of this. Yeah, this uh, is fun. Thank you. I'm honored that your first podcast was mine, so I'm glad for that, Lena. And Yay. Thank you for coming back. I'm glad we could do something that was a little more personal to you, so I appreciate that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you so much, guys, uh, for coming coming back. Or thank you for coming back. I'd love to have you back in the future. Absolutely. Um Suicide Squad 2? It's be a bad movie. Well, with any, It'll with be that, fantastic. That's always my hope is when a new movie comes out, like, please don't make me cover this on the show because it's, that means it's good. So, <laughs> um, so, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can check us out on all your favorite uh, podcast streaming sites. Remember, we are on Redbubble, so if you want any Be Kind Rewind merchandise, uh, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, uh face masks or anything like that uh you can check those things out remember to check out as much of the other shows on the ease-drop.com website also mark your calendars september 5th 8 p.m the the be kind rewind live uh is happening Sweet. it's finally coming together it's the be kind rewind live we will be streaming live at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Me and Crystal Moore, we were actually going to be watching a movie together live, uh, streamed over the internet. We're going to be watching Manos, The Hands of Fate, um, one of the worst films ever made, uh, but it was made by somebody that doesn't who was not a filmmaker and uh, made something that we're still talking about 60, uh, 50 years later. So uh, check that out. More details to come. Uh, the Be Kind Rewind Live. And, um, well, thank you so much. Uh, it's so nice to be back into the swing of things with some fun guests. Talk about a movie that I absolutely love. And I did not think I would like it as much as I have, especially actually watching it again. Mm -hmm. I like it. Usually when you rewatch something that you hated the first, you're not hated, but didn't particularly care for the first time, it's, and you can come back away liking it as even more so, like that's always a good day. And so getting a chance to do that and then sharing that with you, two lovely people, was just the highlight of my everything these days. So thank you so Aww, much. Thank you. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. We love you. Remember, if you're going to have a rewind, you might as well be kind. Uh, thank you again, and we will see you next time. 